Let's spell a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is a New York City-based actor, opera singer, performer. I'm pretty sure he'll do anything for money. It's Zachary James, everyone. Hi. It's true. I will do anything for money. (laughs) Anything legal for money. Honestly, at this point, anything. (laughs) (laughs) True. Being being in the arts after the pandemic, you're just like, let me do something. Yeah, you have no idea what I'm doing for money lately. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Which kind of goes hand in hand with today's topic, which is Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This movie came out in 2002, so 20 years ago. Yes. Wow. Uh, right. Seems uh, like yesterday. <laughs> well, so okay. Let me let me do this little background stuff, and then we'll get get into it. Uh, screenplay by Bill Condon, music by John Kander, lyrics by Fred Ebb, directed by Rob Marshall. Mm-hmm. This was like the highlight of his career, if you will. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And according to IMDb, two death row murderesses develop a fiercely rival. A fierce rivalry, excuse me, I can't read, while competing for publicity, celebrity, and a sleazy lawyer's attention. Hell yes. So this movie, this movie is 20 years old, but like, Timeless. I rewatching it, I was just like, this doesn't feel like it's 20 years old. No, it's perfect. I don't, I don't know what he did or what this team did, but yeah. like, you want you any other movie from 2002 you're like oh you didn't age well no no but it's it's it razzle dazzles i see what you did there yeah so surprisingly i'm like 90 episodes into this podcast and you're the first one to pick chicago i'm actually flabbergasted that it wasn't episode one well episode uh, the whole basis of this started with smash the tv series yeah, so i was yeah. like i gotta do that yeah and then course, so like episode three you know no one wanted to do this and i'm i'm shocked at that as well i i'm shocked disappointed i question our future and and the past as well what's going on yeah uh have you ever done a production of chicago no no but i would love to i don't even know if the rights are available well listen i want to billy flynn that shit bad so not phil mckelliot i mean that would be fantastic and i've done that in my home but (laughs) um yeah i'll do honestly anything mama morton like sign me up well and speaking of mama like this was queen I feel like this was Queen Latifah's like first foray into feature films because she Ooh, was. Yeah. Yeah. And it thank a, God. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a big, giant, legitimate hit for her, I think. And all of them. Yeah. Oh, all of them. All of them. Because the year before this, you had um, Moulin Rouge come out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which that, that one, Nicole Kidman was like the biggest name i guess in that yeah and john leguizamo were the biggest names in that movie right but this was the first uh one of the like the first musical where it was like all all the leads were established in their careers a dream cast yeah of stars i mean i don't know who else could have played these parts personally yeah it'd be interesting to cast it today it wouldn't be as cool it would be different I was reading that Charlize Theron was originally going to play Roxy Mm-mm. when it was under a different director. Mm-mm. But when Rob Marshall took over, um, Theron obviously lost the part to Renee Zellweger. And I think it's Renee's best work ever. <gasps> I do. I do. I mean, I'm not going to, um, I don't blame you. It, it, yes. She's amazing. Well, because Bridget Jones was, after this yeah i don't know all right okay but, imdb will tell me yeah. uh <laughs> uh no the first one was the year before this oh okay 
Well, I'm just saying this is how I want to remember her forever. Um, of course. I have to ask this. Have you seen the stage version ever? No, I've only seen the movie. I Are know. you serious? I know. I Are, know. Wow. I'm scared. I'm really scared because so, I love the movie so much. So the stage version came out, uh, Chicago premiered on Broadway in 1975. Right. Um, but then the revival happened in 1996 and that's the one that is still running to this day it's and it's a transfer from encores i believe so yes which is wild but they like paired it all the way down um the the pit orchestra is on stage right and it feels like uh the movie kind of pays homage to it in some ways sure sure but like obviously it's a film so they're like we could do more yeah (laughs) (laughs) so throughout the movie are you team velma or team roxy shit that's hard i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go with velma i i'm more of velma Mm. yeah and I mean, you get to you get to sing all that jazz, and Jesus. I can't do it alone. And the hot honey rag at the end, and they they get to be friends, and everyone wins. Well, I mean, that Come that's on. a duet. That's a duet. I'm talking about solo songs. Solos, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like, she's so likable, and even when you're like, "Come on, lady," like <laughs> she she <laughs> keeps it together, and then at the end, everyone wins, and it's fabulous. And and uh, Catherine Zeta Jones, who I don't think. Well, with this cast, I don't think anyone thought they can sing, probably, oh. like when when they announced it, and then they uh, proved us wrong. Oh, what a surprise! Yeah, she's incredible. Her <laughs> voice is wild. Her wow. Renee. Yeah. Well, we knew about Queen Latifah because that she is a recording artist. Before, yeah, yeah, she's real. But like but... Richard Gere, I forgot Richard Gere. I think ha- his character has the most songs. Wow, like solo songs in this movie. Right. Well, because he has. Uh, all I care about. We both reached uh, for the gun and uh, razzle dazzle. Uh, yeah, all great. <laughs> yeah. And then that tap number, which is him for actually tapping. That yeah, yeah. Is... Come on, fabulous, uh, fabulous. I, you know who we haven't mentioned though is beloved icon Christine Baranski. Oh, Christine Baranski. So in the stage version, I know. Yeah. well for those of you who don't know (laughs) mary sunshine is played by a man yeah i never understood why but i'm i'm okay with that and yeah is revealed well is revealed to be a man at the end right because you think it's a woman the whole time basically because they find these phenomenal uh are low currently uh, they are um, uh, ca- the countertenors. Uh, thank you. That was the word. Yeah, I was like contralto. Yeah. No, that's the wrong word. Yeah. Uh, well, it's yeah. interesting because a lot of countertenors, their true voice is baritone. You know, so they're basically like baritones with a falsetto. That's just some opera world jargon. Ooh. But, yes, I threw down. <laughs> but in this movie they got rid of that i forget what the joke is it's been a it's been a while since i've seen the show i'm not gonna lie to you but i'm so happy that they they cast christine baranski because then she from there she did the mamma mia movies and other musical adventures and i'm just like this if this it seems like for a lot of people if this first movie was a failure their careers would have like gone a different direction Now, I was a Baranski fan because when I was a kid, Birdcage was my very favorite film and it remains very important to me. But, you know, I discovered her through that. And so I was just delighted to see her again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people, that's like their first yeah. Baranski film. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It's such a great performance too in that movie. Good <laughs> God. She's perfect. Always. She is fabulous. So, this, yeah. I, I believe this is her fourth time appearing on my podcast because I did nope. both Mamma Mia's and Christmas on the Square, which she is. <gasps> I love Christmas on the Square. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. <laughs> I know it's terrible, but I love it. I've watched it like seven times at least. She's fabulous in it. 
Listen, when Dolly Parton's floating on that cloud and Christine goes to press the button for the police and Dolly's like, that's a secret. There's truly nothing better in all of film history. That's Except for, for this me. movie. Except well, for- yes, but it's Christmas on the Square rivals it, really. Yes. Uh, so... <laughs> I don't know where to where to go from that. I'm I, I'm you know, I'm I like things. It's it's great, you know. This podcast celebrates all sorts of musicals, yeah. Uh, be it famous ones like Chicago to ones that question whether it's a musical or not. So sure. I'm just happy to finally be doing Chicago because I legit forgot how wonderful it was. Mm, mm. So good. I have to tell you, so I saw it in the movie theater when it came out and I went with a Fosse specialist and yes, and a gentleman who had played Mary Sunshine several times and they hated it. And what? Yeah. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I love this show, but it was my first exposure to the show. Right. And also Uh... it just, I had never seen anything like it, but because it lived in their hearts in a different way and they, you know, one knew all of the history of everything. And it's like a second generation Fosse performer specialist. And the other did the show and did not appreciate that Christine Bransky was Mary Sunshine. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, and and I found myself just having to be like, oh yeah, okay. It wasn't that great. And then like, I watched it 18 million times by myself when it came out <laughs> on TV. <laughs> oh, and then every time it was on TV, I'm pretty sure you just stopped everything and watched it. Yeah, time stands still. And yeah, you go in. I I do uh, want to say though, there is a song in the show that yes. only really works in the show, but I kind of missed it in the movie. It's yeah. called "I Know a Girl." Vel, it's Velma sings it to the audience, like li- oh. like breaks the fourth wall and sing. Like they do that a lot in the show, you know, where yeah, they they in the movie they like especially in Razzle Dazzle, like they show oh. you how much of a joke everything is, but like. Yeah. Seeing it live, as you know, you get a different like feeling because people are like telling you, oh, it's a joke. Ha ha. But I know a girl. It's just like a fun song that kind of recaps act one (laughs) and gives Velma's feelings as to like what's going on with Roxy. Wow. And I just I wish they could have figured out how to make it work. But yeah, I mean, interesting. Yeah, I did read though that so all of the songs in the movie are from the show. Uh, they cut the song "Class." They filmed right. it. I don't know if you've ever seen. I've seen it. Yeah. But in the ending credits, there's a song called "I Move On" that Cantor and Ebb wrote only for the movie. Whoa. I guess it was like one of those for your consideration kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's weird though that like they do that for the credits and not like place because nowadays yeah, they yeah. place it in randomly in the movie i'm sure. i'm looking at you cats uh <laughs> that stupid song that victoria sings oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so while i was watching this i wasn't sure is this film like anti-feminist uh i don't think so but i would have to give it more thought to give a final answer it, there was moments where, you know, the women are like really strong characters, but yeah, then you know you realize you're in 1920s, right? Um, women at the time really didn't have a lot of power, but I guess they do in this movie because they mm-hmm. show you manipulating everything. Yeah, I like I love this movie. I'm sorry, this is good. It's so good. It's so good. And if you haven't seen it, you've had 20 years. What's wrong with you? Yeah, go run. Go, go, stop, stop right now and stop. come back. You don't afterwards. need to listen to us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really hard uh trying to find like a negative thing about this movie. Did um, you find any? I found one and it's <gasps> so stupid. What is it? Tell me. Well we'll get to we'll get to it when I do sharp and flat at the Okay, later. okay, okay, okay. I, I'm gonna keep you in suspense until then. Okay. I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so my my brain isn't working right now. Um, oh, so okay. The concept of this movie 
is like yeah. all these numbers are in Roxy's mind, except for all that jazz. Okay. Yeah. I was a little confused though about nowadays hot honey rag. Could that be red as in her imagination or is that real? Hmm. You know, I guess it could, but I always thought of it as real. And I, it's one of the most tender, beautiful moments in a way. It's so exciting and fun. But when they pan out to the audience and show Billy and Mama and how happy they are, but they're also laughing at them, um, it, it kind of wraps it up in a beautiful way. Yeah, because when I was rewatching it, I was just like, where are we right now? Because, you know, all the uh, all the other songs beautifully done in Roxy's head as a performance, which... Yeah. I haven't done nine yet, but Rob Marshall tried to re recreate that. And I guess you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. <laughs> Once only, sir. Yeah. I'm surprised, though, it didn't work because it was it's such an interesting concept. And I feel like you can do that with other musicals. I just don't know mm. which ones. Um, well, yeah. nine also had other problems, in my opinion, but I'll wait. Mm. For, I'll wait until I cover that to talk mm. about it. In your opinion, is there really a clunker song in this movie? Um, okay, unpopular opinion. I don't love cellophane. It's not my favorite. How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> you just knew because it's not fabulous and it makes you sad and you're just like, God, stop. I was feeling so good. Although to credit <laughs> credit to John C. Riley, he He's incredible. Great, he did oh a great job. And, and perfect casting. Good God. Allegedly, he designed his own makeup for that number. Of course. But... Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see your point where it's it's a downer. Like, <laughs> it isn't all the other songs are uplifting and even yeah. like Del Black Tango, you know, though not the most upbeat song is still like the song that everyone remembers. Um yeah, cellophane. <laughs> yeah, it, it's important and it needs to be there and he needs that moment and it it makes you feel truly badly for him and um and it makes roxy a little unlikable for a minute um, well there was a, there was something too when i was rewatching for this the way that they that they portray roxy she starts off a little like demure and innocent yeah but then once they're once they're practicing for like the trial and everything like she gets very brash like her um yeah they change her vocabulary and everything and i was just like you're all over the place where well, did that come from prison prison does change it yeah it really just changes you instantly <laughs> as as we oh. as we know from media and everything prison does change change a yeah person. no you know what this is this is super real talk and kind of dark and and heavy for uh, uh this podcast but it's also apropos of this conversation so my nephew is in jail right he's been there for a year and a half and he turned 18 in jail and i talked to him regularly and to hear um here was the major shift in his behavior he was in juvenile facility and then when he turned 18 he was immediately put in with all adults and overnight his entire behavior changed the way he talked his vocabulary everything he it was like it was a different person and part of it was that when we talked to him on the phone he has people who he's with that can hear him and previously when he was a juvenile there weren't that many people around but as a survival oh, wow. mechanism you change your personality and you adapt and you become tougher and I think your priorities shift and you realize that all the things that you were worried about or cared about the things that you know civilians out in the world have to care about taxes and shit like that like it no longer matters like nothing matters and all it is is like how am i eating how am i staying alive Holy and i shit. think yeah yeah but so i think that's why roxy changes though like because she has to because they'd eat her alive part of me just wishes then that there was a line that said that like you change you've changed since yes you yeah for sure because like they don't really they, they also don't really say how long she's been in jail yeah yeah i want to say it's like a couple of months to a year yeah i agree because i mean yeah like my nephew hasn't even gone to trial yet it's been a year and a half you know he's still in jail and this is well this is the 20s so like exactly everything yeah. was different back then you so and i were different. weren't around back then unless you're you're like a, a time lord or something that you can time travel well, 
that's for another conversation but yeah <laughs> Diff- quite different possibly podcast. was there yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> i want to now talk about cell block tango for yeah let's do it <laughs> <laughs> it's it was so interesting just like you know you have all these women then velma and then maya shows up <laughs> and like you think about it too Maya was part of Lady Marmalade the year before. Yeah. So were they trying I I'm just a little now upset that like she didn't her career didn't go off into like other musical forays. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a big moment. It's almost like I think when you hit those moments and you're not a global household name like, you know, some other celebrities. I think you're just like, wow, that might have been my biggest moment. Who knows if there's more after this. But that's one where um, they utilize the fact that it's a movie because yeah. on the sta- in the state show, it's only the six women. Right. Yes, there are other women in the cast and everything, but this the set is so small oh, comparatively. Yeah. yeah. So the fact at the end when you have the ensemble come in, it's mm-hmm. massive and then everyone mm-hmm. knows... The red light. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It this it's perfection. I don't it's I don't perfect. know who the like I didn't look up who uh like was the production designer or like the lighting yeah. designer or anything, but uh perfection all around. Perfection. And the cinematography, like that is such a major I think editing and cinematography, and I believe it won the Academy Award for editing. Um I know it, it won like six, right? It, it won I, th- I think a million let awards. Me, let's, <laughs> um, all of the awards. Everything. Um, okay. IMDb, why are you failing me? Right but kind now? of major that as a musical movie, it won Best Picture. That's huge. Yes. It won That's- Best Picture, Best best Actress in a Supporting Role, Catherine Zeta Jones, which, which I think. How is that a supporting role? A. I think they <laughs> did that so she can win. Yeah, most likely. Uh, best Art Direction set decoration which deservedly so sure colleen atwood won for best costume design right which i really loved the funny honey moment where she's where roxy's in like that slip and robe but when she's singing the dress is like the same but with like bedazzled yeah it's perfect uh it also won best film editing you were correct yeah and best sound the editing's disgusting like how dare you and... uh it was also nominated for renee zelliger was nominated john c Riley was nominated queen latifah was nominated rob marshall right. was nominated uh screenplay cinematography and uh i move on was actually nominated hmm. so i was right they yeah <laughs> they wrote well, it for, for the for your consideration right and Queen Latifah won, I believe, a BET award for... Uh, okay. Everyone kind of won a lot of other things that aren't as talked about, but... Let me... A crap me, ton of awards. Because it, it's perfect. It's so many, like, the <laughs> awards page on IMDb is just, like, winner. And then you get to, like, all these other ones. You were correct. Queen Latifah did win Best Actress. And she was a terrific. Like, did you know she was a great actor before that film? I, she was. Which show was she on? She was on Living Single. I didn't. I never watched that show. Never. Uh, Or, or if I did, it was like in passing, you know, in syndication or whatnot. I didn't realize that she was a great actress. No, and she's given a lot of beats. It's like some some very sophisticated film acting, I think. It's yeah. Kind of like broad stroke bullshit. It's like beats. Yeah, and if you look at her IMDb, like she was she did a little things here and there before Chicago and then after Chicago. Boom. Everywhere. Yeah, sure. I mean, they're not they're not all great movies, I'm not gonna lie. No, no, no. But it, like <laughs> I think it legitimized her in a lot of ways in a lot of people's eyes as far as being an on-camera force that isn't just considered a singer or like 
an actor that does like cheap low budget and like low grade stuff and like i i think this was also like lucy Liu's Mm. first foray into features Mm. as well or like close close to it i will say Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah she was on Ally McBeal at the time. Okay. Charlie's Angels, the first movie, just came out too. Okay. I mean, she was still riding high off of that, but like... Right. The uh, playing Go to Hell Kitty, <laughs> for me, is what, what, what solidified her. Sure. sure. It's, it's such a small role, but you're like, Lucy Liu, you're in this too? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, she is. <laughs> but like... It wouldn't you be in the cell block tango and do any role, like no matter your celebrity, wouldn't you be like, yes, I'll be in that number. Oh, a hundred percent. One million. What a great mil- cameo. Just like, yeah, I'll be there. Wait, which okay, then which uh murderous in cell block tango would you mm, want to be? If you could the Hungarian, the Hungarian. The Hungarian for sure. Right? Um well I kind of like uh Ten time, you know, like he ran into my knife. He ran into my knife ten times. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Right. Or I mean, all of them have their amazing one-liners that you you were like yeah. that. Everyone Definitely. since Iconic. then has like. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is the other one? You know, some guys just can't hold their arsenic. Which yep. the way that <laughs> the way that it's shot, she cannot say it that perfectly because she has something in her mouth. But you're yeah. like. I, I accept yeah. it. I accept it sure. as truth. I do. I do. Um, the thing for me with the Hungarian is the underscoring gets me so deep in my gut. And you're just like, you feel her pain. And you're like, I have no fucking clue what you're saying. But I feel so heartbroken for you. <laughs> and, and I I do believe that the movie is the only, like, the stage version, they don't have the handkerchief moments, you know, yeah. to prove their innocence or guilt. Or guilt. But the movie like solidified, you know, no, she is innocent. Wow. Like, cause you know, she's the only one that pulls out the white handkerchief. Right. So, I never even thought about that. Yeah. All wow. of, all of them have like, that's, oh, it's so perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. It's perfect. That's a wrap. It's perfect. <laughs> okay. So we talked about celibate, all that jazz. Like, so the, if you, when you you said you saw this with a Fosse enthusiast or like like a Fosse, um, I would say expert and expert. Like, did how did they feel? Did they feel like the choreography held up, or do you remember that conversation? You know, dancers are tough on dancers, or like, people who pretend to be dancers. Yeah, and let's like throw back to the Les Mis movie and like what singer was satisfied with the way it was sung like not one but who cares people loved it so I think this is that with dance it's just like what dancer was fully satisfied not one (laughs) but fuck off (laughs) like (laughs) it's great and while watching that number you know it's it's supposed to be a duet and I'm just like how how is it a how because with you know when they do I can't do it alone she yeah. says that I do this part. My sister did that part. But with all that jazz, it's such a solo number. That... Oh, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> that... Listen, for me, it's when she does her eyelashes, the blink on the beat. I'm done. I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> I know I'm in for a great ride. <laughs> like, I'm done. <laughs> give you all, I'll give you all the awards now. <laughs> done, done. Yeah, perfect. Done. Thank you. <laughs> It's amazing. Do you know Candor and Ebb's like other shows very yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like this one seems different from their other ones because they are playing with the humor and the juxtaposition where it's like they say yeah. one thing but do another. Yeah. So that, especially like all I care about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like they're Sweeney. Yes. Like. Yes. Every, everything of Sondheim's is so different than Sweeney but you're like, I see how you got there, but what the fuck? And this is like insane and cool. It's like, yeah, kind of similar for me, Chicago. So my, in recent history, one of my favorite things is uh, when SNL kind of spoofed this movie. Oh. With with Kelly and Conway. 
Oh have you my. have you seen that video? No. They spoof Roxy, oh. and but like, not like making fun of Chicago per se, but like they use yeah. the song Roxy as a way to like express Kellyanne Conway, and they like do a sort of shot for shot remake of it, but oh with Kate McKinnon playing. <laughs> playing. I will be watching that right after this. They they even recreated the sign, but it says Conway instead. Oh my! Oh my! It's That's very phenomenal. well done. Ve- like, like you could tell that uh, the time and detail was like put into it, and they were paying respect to this. Because, I mean, I'm surprised that out of the last twenty years, that's the only time I've seen it seen anything from this kind of recreated yeah well that shows great respect for it as well perhaps yeah and, and uh <laughs> just, you really need to you really need to watch it report back i'll be watching i'll be watching yeah <laughs> absolutely is there anything else that you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat i don't think so i mean great music great time Again, if you haven't watched it, A, what's wrong with you? B, go do it. Yeah. All right, let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall we? Sharp Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. or uh, And if we hated it or thought it could change, which mine is so stupid, you're going to like end the Zoom call on this. (laughs) It's flat. Uh, what What were your sharps? You know what? I'll go first while you while you think. <laughs> Sorry You're to put you moments. Up. Okay. Okay. All right. So my first strap was whatever deal with the devil Rob Marshall made to make this movie hold up after 20 years. Yes. Like that <laughs> big sharp. <laughs> um, yeah. I loved Colleen Atwood's costume design. The marionette concept where we both reached for the gun was oh. so well done and still blew my like. I've seen this. I, I like you have seen this movie probably 7,000 times before, <laughs> but like that moment is so like now in my brain that it's to this day, I'm still like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I know that I, I know a lot of this movie is very heavy handed where it's like, this is the metaphor that we're doing, but right. Give me that. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, and there's this one smoking inmate in mm. all I care about that I'm just like I love you mm. we didn't even talk about Cheetah Rivera by the way who... which is actually wow yeah I. that's the thing of... with this movie there's so much that you're just like they really just gave me everything talk like... about a cameo I yeah. was I wish BB Newworth was then like also in it somewhere yeah yeah uh, and then that might have re- been hard for BB though, because she's been a Velma, she's been a Roxy, you know? That might have been hard. But like, you know, maybe and, like it was a second inmate next to Cheetah, just be like, yeah. what's up? Welcome. I love and respect BB. Uh, you know, I worked with her for like two years on Adam's family, and I just think maybe she would have had a hard time <laughs> with it. <laughs> you know, because she's such a dancer and such a gorgeous dancer and such a Fosse expert. And it might have been hard. I don't know. I'm not speaking for her. I'm just no, 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 not putting words in her mouth, but you know, we're yeah. just speculating. It's like imagining the best, you know, classically trained singer being in a Lay Miz movie on set and having two lions, and they're like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, okay. oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or they're like, BB Newworth, you were so great in the revival. We're gonna have you be the Hunyak. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you're not even speaking English. <laughs> right, right. And right. and you get killed. Right. Uh, oh. uh, and I also really loved uh in terms of performances, Selbach Tango, Roxy, and nowadays Hot Honey Rag. Like I love all of this yeah. movie. I I try to like not sharp the whole movie because that's a that's a little too easy in some ways. So it's like I would have sharped every minute of this movie and yeah. it all if I could. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm ready. All right. So what, what were your sharps? All right. This is going to sound like a cop out, but it isn't because these are not givens anymore. I'm going to say the singing in this film is a major sharp. And, yes. 
and the acting is a major sharp and the dancing is a major sharp and you don't get those three things as sharps in in musical movies all the time a lot of times no it's one or two yeah and inconsistency and this one it's like did you all go away on an island for a year and train together and do ensemble building exercises what happened or treat it (laughs) like i i'm always intrigued when they make a musical movie because i'm like do you treat it like a, a stage production where you know yeah. you, y'all are together for eight to ten hours a day rehearsing? Right. I know with stage productions though, it's a little more intense than like movie productions because like you have other things or you're coming off another project or something. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. It, but I guess these people had that too with their schedules and how many you know incredibly in demand artists they had on this one, but. I bet they spent so much time in dance rehearsal. Yeah. And I bet they all had so and many And vocal training, vocal too. Coachings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, Queen Latifah, yes, she can sing, but, like, this is yeah. a different... It's a different style. Facet, yeah. Yeah, and she got the style. She really <sighs> did. Yeah. When you go I to mean, Mama is, like... Come on. Come on now. Yeah. I'm surprised that she doesn't sing that on, like, if she ever does concerts like <laughs> yeah, yeah um also love that she got to kind of be like uh, insinuated at being a lesbian in this portrayal it's yes because she wasn't and, out and like you know she's she goes back and forth and the fact that like sometimes she's in on the thing and yeah. you know when roxy plays the baby card she's like what so yeah 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 <laughs> like she did uh, she does she deserves more than like more accolades for this yeah, performance than, absolutely yeah than one award absolutely in my opinion. i agree i agree um i'm gonna sharp um the makeup design the hair and makeup oh my god yes jesus jesus come on now the and, the, yeah. the bob like the bob and roxy's uh makeover hair are like the Stars. Yeah. The but like when you think of when you think of like the hair of Chicago, that's what you think of. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, of, it's perfect. Once yeah, again. yeah. Um, I'm gonna sharp also the transitions, which are just so glorious. It keeps you moving, and you don't know where you're going, and you just land, and it pulls you along so quickly that you don't have time to think about it. The one into cell block tango is so. Come sexy. on now, yeah. It, I can't, there's no other word to describe it besides yeah. it's sexy because like it, it starts so subtle and when you first watch it, I really wish I could find somebody who this is their first time watching it because like when you first oh. watch it, I don't know if you know it's going, a song is coming up because right. you just hear the water droplets. Yep. But uh, you know if you know. And it's like, yeah. oh God. Oh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I yep. also in that song, like to go back to that song, I also just love that the uh the pop one, like she's throwing oh. matches in the yeah. jail cell. Like, who yep. thought of that? Why? I love it. Dear Lord. Yeah, it's good. And you really don't know. Was it the actor? Was it Rob Marshall? You know, was it someone else on the team? Could have been anyone. It's so good. Okay, so I did find a flat. I don't know if you've thought of anything that like is negative about this movie, but my flat is the shaky camera work during Roxy and Velma's bows after Hot Honey Rag. Oh. I get it. It's supposed to be very like... Like you're in the audience. Like you're in the audience. It's very intense. But we've had all this like very steady look to it to then all of a sudden be very shaky. Yeah. Interesting. I'll it's have so to watch that again. It's so stupid, and I'm so no, sorry. No, it's not. To... <laughs> it's not. I mean, it it's, took you out of the moment. Yeah, it's also not like the worst of the movie. Like, is that the worst thing ever? Right. Uh, it's just a choice you didn't agree with. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, 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 I'm, I'm of two minds. Like, I understand why they did it, but I'm also just like, you could have done better. Yeah. Everything else is so as the kids call it it's such a banger you know it like yeah it took me until the end of the movie to find the negative thing mm. <laughs> like oh i have my flat okay i think class should have been included yeah 
I don't know why they cut it. I never read. I, I couldn't. Probably momentum and pacing, but. It is yet another slow song, but it's not like a downer slow song. Yeah. I just think like you should have kept the song and maybe reshot it, place it somewhere else, change your concept, change your design. Well, so now talking about it, I think they may have cut it because they had this whole concept of like all the musical numbers, except for the bookends are in Roxy's mind. So like, why would Velma and Mama break out into song randomly without Roxy there? And that makes sense. But I just think they could have found a way to make it. Oh, of course. Or put it somewhere else or put it. Yeah, I don't know. Make it work. Are there any songs that you would add to your life's playlist? My life's playlist? Yeah. So like, you know. Yeah. when When I ask this question, I'm mostly like, you know, you're, I don't know, going to work or you're on an airplane. Basically, no visuals. It's hot honey rag for me. I wrote the whole soundtrack. <laughs> I I caught That's that. Right. I copped out because twenty years with this nowadays. Movie. Nowadays, and yeah, yeah, both nowadays and hot honey rag. Like going into it, yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah, need, yeah. I need to amend my answer because it's not just hot honey rag. It's like nowadays going into the hot honey rag. I'll tell you a secret in that after I saw this film, um, you know, I was in college and it was a time where there were frequent drunk dials and also people had message machines at that point. And I left drunken nowadays on a lot of people's message machines. And I just want to confess that's in here. So wait, what part of it would you say? It's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's great. That's a true confession that I've never told anyone. So, I mean, some people know because if they it happened to them, they were victims. <laughs> you still do it to this day? That's the question. I don't. I don't. But I can revive that. I can. Yeah. Yeah, it's the twentieth anniversary of the movie. You may as well. It, I will. I will. <laughs> I will. I can remember the people I did it to. Also. Oh. Yeah. I yeah, but know. now you have new people that you can <laughs> new people to burn bridges with by 4 a.m. it's good <laughs> isn't it great zach what are you now doing? listen if there was ever a time though it was the last year and a half true damn true. it i missed that opportunity oh that please been golden we're, we're still in a we're pandemic still in we're still in it yeah there's like what five broadway shows shut down today <gasps> yeah oh 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 boy. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. And on that note. And on that note. <laughs> is there anything you would like to plug or promote? You know, loving your neighbor. <laughs> I don't know. Kindness. <laughs> I'm kind of back on the road full time starting January 30th. And my first thing back is Sweeney Todd in Sweeney. So that'll be really exciting. You're playing um, you're playing Sweeney. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Um, it's a tour, so yeah. you said? No, it's with Opera Omaha in Nebraska. It's a great company. Um, oh, nice. Did I see that you had an album come out or something? Or no? Yeah. Well, I just re- I released a huge holiday album on December 3rd. So that was that was a huge part of December. And but yeah, it's actually, that was my sixth album and all of them were produced in the pandemic. So I really kind of just went wow, just recorded all year. Yeah. Self-produced or? Yeah. All self-produced. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, the, your, the, your mic and my quality is very gorgeous if I do say so myself. So obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um. so the the short story really quick was I had a Carnegie hall recital scheduled for November, 2020. It was obviously canceled. And the program I was doing was all um, new classical works written by female composers, which is a really big deal in the opera world because female composers just like are very rarely produced. It's a huge problem. Non-existent basically. Yeah. Like the Met has done two works written by women in 113 years. So yeah. 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 So um, I planned this huge epic like 
fuck you to the classical music industry, but also this beautiful night of, of new works by women. And when it was canceled, I was like, shit, what do I do? Like all these pieces were written for me. Like I felt this responsibility to do them and not just wait till the pandemic was over, like everyone was suggesting. So yeah, so I put it all out as an album and a visual album, like a music film. Um, and it was so much work and I went nuts, but at the end of it, I was like, oh no, now I know how to do all this stuff. I didn't know how to do. What am I going to do with this knowledge? And I just like kept making albums. <laughs> did so, you, after that first album, did you write a letter to Beyonce and be like, I feel your pain, girl? Yeah. Well, she was majorly inspiring to me. Like Black is King had come out and that was why I decided to make it a visual album. I was like, why can't there be music videos in classical music? So I made like 25 music videos of this album. It was really a lot of work, but, um, but yeah, then I put out a Broadway album. I did like a experimental pop album. Um, I did my Christmas album. I did a Halloween mixtape. Um, I just was like albums, albums, albums. What am I going to do? Make an album. Where, where can the good people learn more about this and find it? Find it everywhere. Yeah. Just search Zachary James on any streaming platform you live on or go to my website, ZachJames.com. Um, yeah, it's all there. And then, okay, so you have Sweeney Todd. Are you, what else, what else you've got for the, for the rest of the 2022, for the moment? 2022 is absolutely wild. Um, so I'm doing Sweeney Todd Opera Omaha. I then do a new opera called Flight at Dallas Opera. Then I'm in Nashville doing Das Rheingold to the Wagner. Then I'm at the Met doing Akhenaten. Pirates of Penzance at Cincinnati Opera over the summer. Then a new piece called Edward Tulane at Minnesota Opera. And then I end 2022 at LA Opera doing Tosca. Theater is back, everyone. (laughs) We hope so. Dear Lord, I want to get paid. Yeah. (laughs) One way or another, you know, hopefully people will be like, we'll throw you money. I'm going to probably buy one of your albums. It's that new works one sounds like very. It's insane. Are the videos on YouTube or do you have to buy them? No, you can go look at the videos on YouTube. There's a, on my YouTube channel, there's a playlist called, it's called Call Out. So if you just press the playlist call out it will launch you into the weird rabbit hole of my brain which is a very Ah. dangerous place to be um but yeah it was it was my first project very ambitious and you know I learned a lot and I think a year later um I would say definitely the sound quality of what I'm doing is better because I learned so much about recording and mixing and mastering and and I got a different mic after that first project just because I encountered a lot of problems with that but but yeah you know what we did it and it was cool. Had to make money somehow when Listen, everything was shut down. Albums make absolutely no money, just to <laughs> dispel that myth. <laughs> you get like one penny per 1,500 streams. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah but um, my Christmas album, Wonder and Joy, um, it was my first time producing physical CDs. And actually, I've been selling those like hotcakes. So that's been awesome. Um, I had a mini Christmas concert tour in Hawaii um, in early December. And I know, I know. No big deal. No I big know. deal. <laughs> I know. It was nice. And um, it was cool, though, because I had like basically merchandise and I sold like, you know, 50 CDs per performance, which paid my rent for December, which is I'm very grateful. You know what? Live on air. I'm going to I'm going to buy it on iTunes right now. That's so nice. Thank you. Who doesn't like Christmas music? I agree. Some people don't. How dare um, they? OK, how dare they? Oh, can I just tell you on iTunes, if you look up your name, Akhenaten is the first thing that pops up and then your Christmas album. Heck yeah, it's fine. (laughs) So no big deal. Yeah. Okay. And bought. You're welcome for the penny. (laughs) Thank you for that penny. That's so kind. (gasps) 21 songs? Oh, I'm going to Absolutely. 21 songs for 2021. I can't, I, I haven't told no one, but I'll reveal it to you right now. There's a there's a part two Christmas album coming out December 2022 with 22 songs. <laughs> God, I hope that's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it is. I'm turning into Mariah Carey. I'm just like, yeah, Christmas. This is my new way to survive. <laughs> oh, oh, you gotta now do all I want for Christmas is you and try your uh, best with the whistle tones. Oh. Uh, I have a, a wild and crazy soprano on this Christmas album, Wonder and Joy, who does. Um, I asked her to do five golden rings in 12 days of Christmas. Just I was like, can you just like the highest notes you can make? You know? And 
he's so stupendous that I was like, actually, I need you back for three more tracks. So there's some <laughs> wild so high notes. <laughs> so you're not just singing that one line, you're singing other things. <laughs> yeah, I brought her back for, um, there's two versions of Oh Holy Night. One is called Extra Festive, uh, which is an homage to Mariah Carey because she is an extra festive Oh Holy Night on uh, um, Merry Christmas to you. And um, so, yeah. I, I brought her back for that joy to the world. And then we did a hark the herald angels sing together. So I see on here jingle bells. Is that, yeah. is that the uh, Barbara Streisand one? No, it's just, it's actually with a great country singer, Bonnie Montgomery. Can um, you do the Barbara Streisand one on this, on the sequel album? I, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, just for me. I mean, yeah. I'm taking requests. Yeah. <laughs> there's only so many christmas songs before you're like oh i guess i'll do the holly and the ivy like you got like <laughs> you gotta gotta keep it fresh <laughs> Green sleeves. yeah 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 there's some depressing shit my favorite not favorite part of my hawaii show was i was working with a jazz pianist for it um and we were doing i was like oh yeah let's do god rest you merry gentlemen whatever so we're doing this weird ass jazz arrangement. God bless you, Mary Gentleman. Every time I get to it, I'm like, to save us all from Satan's power. I'm just like, what? <laughs> this is not right. I cannot be doing a jazz arrangement of, to save us all from Satan's power when we have gone astray. It just did not work. And it was like too late to change it. So I just started morphing the word Satan. I was like, how can I pronounce this poorly so it doesn't sound like Satan? Like Satan. 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 Yeah. It was really rough. And the whole audience, like every time I sang it, they're like, oh. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> to bring it back to Chicago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and if you want to reach out to me on the podcast, you can email me at buttasongpod at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at buttasongpod. If this is your first time watching this movie, God bless you. But yeah, tell me your thoughts. Time. Have the best time. And if you want to be part of the next episode's conversation, we'll be talking about waiting for Guffman. Zach, thank you so much for letting me find, like, berate you on TikTok to do this. My absolute pleasure. Thank <laughs> you for finding me. You're probably my only TikTok interaction of the last year and a half. <laughs> I'm not a big TikToker. That is very depressing. Yeah. I'm so sorry that I'm the one. <laughs> well, that's why I was like, hey, DM me on Instagram. Because <laughs> I was like, I'll never see this message. True. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, be, be sure to check out uh, also on TikTok, uh, Zach's work. Kinda. I have 100 followers on TikTok or something. It's really, it's going well over there for me. <laughs> I have 10. It's great. <laughs> oh, cool, cool, cool. Okay, okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> we're doing great. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing great, everyone. You know. Yeah cutting out cutting out the a little corner of the internet yep. uh and i don't know how to end it so i'll just say until next time bye for now everyone bye special thanks to justin johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to nick bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast and thank you to Castbox for hosting this podcast bye again everyone and have a musical day